Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Brendan with Evoke Bike. So this is a little bit of a different one. This is kind of along the lines of the Andy Chastine one, along the lines of our guest, Kristen Faulkner, who left the investment world and is now a pro cyclist who is actually in the middle of the spring classics. If you didn't see her interview yesterday, go check that out. But I got this email. We'll, we'll call this maybe a cat four question. Um, this guy said, hey, recently found your website and really pleased with the content in the blog section. Your inform- the information you give is of, in big contrast with the trend of the free plan slash app based plan that gives four interval workout per week or nonstop sweet spot FTP stuff and an ever decreasing test time with an ever decreasing correction factor for an FTP test. I don't know what that means, but I'll buy it. Hey, my name is so-and-so. I'm from Quebec, Canada, and I really start. I recently started becoming a self-coached athlete. Before that, I gave the coaching role to blank blank, but I started to take my coaching in my own hands, and I ditched them, and I broke all my previous me maximal powers by 20 to 30 watts. Everything changed when I really dove into WKO and educated myself. Since then, I'm realizing there's a lot of archaic stuff out there from some coaches and high-level athletes on websites and blogs that they just regurgitate the same thing. I'm finding your website to be such a relief. That's why I'm contacting you. I feel like you're doing things the right way. Now, you're thinking I'm patting myself on the back, but just wait for it. By now, hopefully, you know, I'd maybe, I don't know, somebody call me out. Do I do that? I hope I don't. Um, the main reason I'm contacting you is not to be coached. I would really like to do that, but I'm looking for some change in my career and being a cycling coach has interested me for a long time for multiple reasons. The analytic side, the mentoring side, the human contact, the possibility to make a change in someone's life. And obviously cycling, I'd like to a little bit know, I'd like to know a little bit more about your career and what it's like to be a coach. I also am curious how did you start? What education or license did you go through? And what are the best books, websites, classes, etc.? Big question. What's it like working on your passion? I mean, it probably sounds perfect, but once the honeymoon's over, what's it like? Do you like it? Do you dislike it? Are you working from home? Blah, 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 blah. So there's a lot of questions about that. And the reason I want to post this is that I think it's good to talk about cycling and coaching and the industry because I was under the impression that, or I get the impression from people that cycling cannot be a real job or that, I say that as quote unquote real job, and that the cycling industry is one that doesn't make money. And I always thought that was interesting. Like there was a guy that walked into a bike shop one time and he said to somebody working at the shop, like use the term real job as if the person working in the cycling industry didn't have a real job. And I stood there like mouth aghast, like, wow, that's pretty brazen, dude. Like you just walked in here to get your bike worked on and made a comment like you have a real job uh, saying that, you know, everybody else doesn't. I was like, man, is that like the connotation that this sport has? And I was super noob. And then You know, we had some people reach out to us for some things with Evoke when we first started. And they're like, well, listen, you know, like, like all of us didn't get into cycling to make money. And I was like, "Ah, yeah, no, I'm definitely here to make money. You got to make money, right? Like, and then there's just this like, there seems sometimes to be a mentality in cycling. I remember dude rolled up in a pretty sick Porsche, uh, the Cayenne. I think it had first come out and we were at a local-ish race And this guy was not from the area. We didn't know who this guy was. And someone was like throwing a jab because he rolled up in this sick car. And I was like, are you, 
do you not like him automatically because he has this dope-ass car and he pulled out a sick bike? It's like, the guy's crushing. To me, I want to be like, hey, what are you up to? <laughs> like, what's going on? Seems like you're doing pretty well. Like, do you only befriend the person in the beat-up Subi? And if you're in a beat-up Subi, that's not a bad thing. But I bet you probably want something different, right? So I emailed this guy back and I was like, hey, so I've been coaching since 2011 and I loved it for all the same reasons that you mentioned. Um, I love being involved in seeing people get better. Not even if it's on the bike. It goes back to my corny line of like trying to coach people to happiness. That's, I mean, damn. Think about the podcast I just posted on Sunday about why I skipped days of riding and dealing with hope, what I hope is not like a overuse injury. Uh, I want to be happy in this process. Even if I hit like a bump in the road, like it's just biking. Um, if you really love what you do, I mean, I'm emailing this guy back at 4.30 on Saturday morning. I love interacting with people about cycling and having this job now. I work more, definitely work more hours than I did when I sold medical devices, hands down. The biggest difference is I walked in a hospital and I hated it. And I actually had to be in a hospital on, what's today? I lost the days. On Thursday and Friday this week, and um, walking through the halls, I was just like, oh my God, I'm so glad I don't work here anymore. And I think that's one reason why I work really hard at trying to make Evoke Bike something and something that can grow and help other coaches, help other athletes, because there's a part of me that I wake up and I'm like, I don't want this to go away. Like, I was in medical device. That's what I did. I mean, I was in it for 13 years. I don't know. It seems like a really long time. So I told the guy, hey, I always work from home or on the road at races, and I've always wanted to be location independent after just being tied to a hospital for so long. So you should definitely try coaching as a side hustle and grow it from there. And that's literally what I had been doing. Like I was in the operating room, but I was still coaching just a handful of people. And that's all I could manage because when you're doing a job like the cranial side of coaching, I have to get in the groove and in the zone. Like I have time that I block off when I'm going through files it's really helpful as you like, like I don't start an athlete and then like go do other stuff. Like I'm not gonna leave that athlete's page until I'm fully done with them for that period, whether it's a couple days or a week or whatever I'm doing, like looking at the big picture plan. Cause I wanna get in there and I'm like them as the, how do I say this? I picture myself as them in their training plan where I know where, like I have to, as the coach, know where we're going with the goals and think of him or her and how they're moving to the goal. And I say that in the way of like, I expect my coach to think of me as, okay, hey, I'm going into Brendan's calendar. I'm this dude in Tennessee. I love to ride. Maybe he rides too much at times. I need to make sure he's not riding too much. When's his big race? What are we doing? Da, da, da. And like, you're always rethinking that. Um, But yeah, this is a weird podcast because I had somebody message me and said, yo, that thing with Andy, I think I'm quitting my job and I might, and I don't want to put on the spot what he's going to do, but he's like, has this pretty cool idea in the cycling industry. And, um, I don't think he, he has like, it's a travel camp hotel based in a cool location. He's actually moving. There's a lot of like balls up in the air and then we chatted probably a month after he had first reached out to me. I can't remember when Andy's posted, but he's moving with his wife and he's not going full after that right now, but that is like going to be the side hustle as he does this other job. 
because his other job now allows him to do a side hustle where the one he was in before when he heard the first podcast didn't allow him to do that. So the point of this one is, if you love cycling, start a little side hustle, like get a little something going, talk to people that are doing it. You can make money in cycling. Like I always laugh. I'm like, isn't the guy that started Bontrager crushing? Isn't, you know, there's an executive out there. He's killing it. Like there's money to be made. So I don't, I don't know why. Maybe I'm just mishearing it, but I just feel like there's a lot of like, ah, there's no money in the cycling industry. Dah. It's like, it's a pretty big industry. People are buying a lot of bikes. There's a lot of stuff moving around. Maybe it's not in the place that we're all looking, but we need to be better at digging up that job, that career path, that whatever. So yeah, this is like not going to make you faster, but it might make you happier. Damn. And that's the whole goal. I'm going to stop it there. See you guys.